I was inspired basically to take up science because discussing with people and sharing ideas saw, uh, showed me how science could be applied practically in agriculture. Evocag by AgriFutures is an event unlike any other. For the first time in Australia, an event brought together the entire ecosystem. And when you bring all these people together under one roof, great things start happening. That was Evoke Ag, held in Melbourne in 2019, and this is the best of Evoke Ag, the podcast series where I, Flair Anderson, and Sky Manson explore the themes, highlights, and big stories from AgriFuture Australia's signature event. What do the youngest contributors to ag tech see when they come to a conference like Avocag? Which topics are the most exciting and what are their millennial ideals on how to improve food and farming systems in Australia? AgriFuture's Future Young Leaders program offers a group of people under 30 a free ticket to a Avocag event to widen their horizons. A part of the program was the opportunity to present their idea for the future of agriculture in front of thousands. You'll meet some of these bright sparks in this podcast and you'll learn about why they are excited for a bright future in this space. But before we do that, AgriFutures Bell Allett explains how this program came about. Yeah, so when we were developing the Evoke Ag program and we were sort of pulling everything together, we it was really important to us that we had diversity of thought and so we wanted to ensure that we had the view of um, the young future rural leaders that are coming into the industry and um, we wanted to capture you know their ideas and their thoughts of the future and so we decided to develop the future young leaders program which enabled people to be able to apply like go through an application process um, and sort of describe in a video to us um you know their views of the future of agriculture and food and tech and innovation around agriculture and so then what we did was um we decided that we would give these guys a platform and we would thread um the future young leader program throughout the program of of OCAG. Um, and we would give these guys a platform to get up on stage or in front of all of the delegates at the VOCAG to talk about um, their views on the future of agriculture and to really sort of portray their leadership um, and their style and their thoughts and their views to, um, to the event. And is this the first year that it's been in existence? Yes, yeah, so it's the first, last, sorry, sorry, I'll say it again. Um, yes, the future, so the future, sorry. Mm-hmm. The Future Young Young Leaders program um, is the first time we've done this because it's the first time we had done a VOCAG. So um, this was just another element of the program within a VOCAG. Uh, But, you know, it's been so well received and to see the young young people that were involved in the Future Young Leaders program, the 10 that, that were selected to go through out of quite a high number of applications, um, to see them get up on stage and, you know, really own um, the conversation that they wanted to have to all of the delegates, um, you know, was really exciting. So we'll definitely be doing it again in Avocad 2020. 
And how much interest have you seen in the program and what kind of people arrived um, on your doorstep with applications this time around? We had applications from um, young leaders all around Australia. Um, so, you know, to get that great spread from all states and territories was really exciting and just from really diverse backgrounds. So, you know, we had people apply who had didn't grow up on a farm, really had nothing to do with agriculture growing up, but, you know, have um, are now surrounded by agriculture through whatever degree they're doing where then we've had the other end where people, we've had people who have grown up on farms their whole lives, you know, parents are still on the farm, they might be on the farm, um, really, you know, it's bred, um, you know, bred into them. So just to see that sort of um, wide sort of diverse nature of the people that applied and also, you know, some people were really passionate about food, others were really passionate about tech, others were really passionate about, um, you know, commodity sort of agriculture so it was really diverse um really um different backgrounds into in terms of like um qualifications or you know ed educational degrees that they were doing or um work experience so yeah it was was really good really diverse to see all the different applications coming through have you had any feedback from this year's intake on their thoughts on Avocac? The feedback has been amazing. Um, everyone that participated absolutely loved it. Um, they all want to keep in contact, which you know, with each other, which I think is really exciting. And um, we are also now looking at how the 2019 cohort of the Future Young Leaders program might also be worked into the program for Avocad 2020. And um, you know, it, it, we want to. Um, keep talking to these future young leaders. Um, we want to keep our communication lines open with them and we certainly want them to be involved again in um, the 2020 event and also to potentially mentor or work with the next cohort coming through of future young leaders for Avocado 2020. So I, I don't think we've seen the end of this group by any stretch um, and, yeah, I'm hoping that they'll be back in the program in, um, next year as well. How exciting. If people are interested, what do they need to look out for in terms of applying in the future? Yeah, the best way for people to keep um, up to date with the information around Avocad 2020 and the Future Young Leaders Program is just to follow our social media channels um, and to sign up to the newsletter because we will definitely, applications will be opening later in the year. So we'll be going through a similar process which will be an applications opening and closing process and um, applicants need to upload a video and go through a sort of short selection criteria. Um, and so, yeah, to keep updated on those dates, the best way is just to follow our channels. General Manager of Communications and Capacity Building at AgriFutures Australia, Belinda Allett. Now let's meet this year's cohort. Dylan Bell Chambers is from Olverston in the northwest coast of Tasmania and he wants to see agriculture take the centre stage in Australian schools curriculum and not just any old curriculum but one that's put together by farmers themselves. Well look if we can <coughs> introduce agricultural education into um, the Australian curriculum uh, right around Australia that'd be fantastic. If we can educate people fundamentally just about where the food and fibre comes from we can yeah they can that provokes thought in their mind is about potentially pursuing a career but just creates awareness about how it works so they can make better informed decisions around agriculture and food and fibre. 
we see some agricultural projects in high schools and things like that dotted around the country, but what does it look like? Is every state different or is there any state that's doing it well that you think should be rolled out nationally? Look, I've... Well, Tasmania have just recently, the start of this year, introduced agricultural education into the Tasmanian curriculum, which is fantastic to see. So I look back at my, uh, however many years it was of education, a long time, put it that way, (laughs) and if I didn't grow up on a farm, I would not know what it was, where my food come from. I'd only sort of know because I come sort of from a semi-regional area, but it just fundamentally wasn't taught, so we just need to be provoking that thought, and... If So Tasmania's doing it well, um, I believe, but it's going to take a long time before we see the result of that. But we need to also see the continued investment um, right across Australia in uh, vocational, secondary and higher education pathways. Um, I know there's a lot. Um, I think Queensland's particularly bad. I think they've shut down a few of their agricultural colleges, which is just uh, very, very disappointing, especially when I've just had a friend graduate from there last year. She's gone to Canada. She's absolutely loving life. And um, so, and I also know New South Wales is doing it well. Well, I knew they were doing it. And then being here, networking with some great people, I was actually able to find out that um, there's one particular school that um, once had about 30 studying ag, now there's 500. So that's really is through a really passionate teacher, though. And they're certainly out there, but they're not allowed to... Well, they've got to teach what they've got to teach, and uh, it's not agriculture at the moment. That was future young leader Dylan Bell Chambers. Another idea to come to the fore this year was from Matthew Neverson, who's a student at the University of Sydney. He didn't grow up on a farm, but he did study agriculture at his high school, Barker College in Sydney. At Avocag, his presentation was centred around climate change, but he told me why he's excited about the future of agriculture. I think all across the supply chain, agriculture in Australia has shown a tremendous ability to innovate from our farmers. They are great adopters of technology throughout the supply chain and even to the end consumer. I think it's very promising. Uh, what, um, what do you think are some of the challenges ahead? Definitely, as I touched on in my speech, climate is going to be a big issue. It's, it's not going to go away. And I think if we try and pack it into an issue of pol- policy or political issue, I think that's a wrong way to look at it. I think we should start addressing climate as something that's not going to go away and something that we have to live with. And so what does that mean, you know, when we're, we have to try and live with that? Is that looking at our farming systems or where do we start to try and start grappling with that as producers in Australia? Yeah, I definitely think it'll start from the ground up. It'd start with our producers. Um, it's not to put all the pressure on them, but I think as a, as a wider industry or even as a country, we can use our platforms such as government, uh, investors, to support our farmers in the uptake of alternate revenue streams to really give them a bit of a buffer and rural economies a bit of a buffer against what is to come. And, you know, you talked a little bit in your um, talk about uh, climate and economics and how we can sort of balance those out. Do you think uh, diverse income streams is part of that solution? I I definitely do. I I don't have all the answers, but hopefully starting a new conversation, someone will. I feel as though, um, especially in the regards of recent incidents, such as uh, the cattle industry being affected in far north Queensland, you're looking at them taking up to a decade to really recover and, and get back into a strong position economically. Uh, So I think touching on that, is there a way that we can introduce uh, 
different streams of revenue to them, to the farmers themselves. So they have a bit more freedom to, to act proactively, um, to adopt new technologies. And I see native species particularly as a, as a, new, a new window for opportunity. Uh, they act differently in climate, as we know. They're more drought tolerant and they, yeah, they act differently compared to the traditional giants such as livestock. So I think we can ex- not exploit but take an opportunity with them. So it's looking within, still within the agriculture system. I mean, I, I, you know, go back a decade and everyone was talking yeah. about off-farm investing yeah. and sort of diversifying yeah. in that regard. But you're saying keep it in-house, but just looking at the way our, our systems work with on-farm. Of course. Although that uh, off-house investing is, a, I, I believe, would be a good idea. Um, the, more, the more eggs we have um, spread across, uh, across different areas instead of the one basket, it, it, it gives us as economics can tell us, a diverse approach to a volatile future. Great. And the Future Young Leaders Program, this is something that you you applied for to come here to Evoke Ag. What drew you to the program and what are you hoping to get out of the next two days? Well, initially, I I hate to say it, initially I saw the event and I was like, oh, blockchain, robotics, oh, how cool. Um, And then I saw the ticket price and I thought as a student there'd be no way for me to afford it. So I, I saw... I saw an opportunity for someone who is under the age of 30 to apply and so I, I threw myself in the ring and I'm very happy and fortunate to be given the opportunity. Um, and yeah, throughout the week I look forward to looking at the big Yamaha drones and the robotics and listening to big keynote speakers about what they have to say and really use it as a learning opportunity. And where do you think, um, you know, what's the next sort of five to ten? You've just started at university, Matthew. Are you, what are you studying and uh, looking at? Food and agribusiness at Sydney University. So I'm two years in with two years to go. From here on out, it's an interest, industry internship and then an honours project. So I'm hoping to make both of those as topical as I can, really hopefully network through this program to, to get good outcomes and get the most out of those that I can. And then moved into industry and try and find out as much as I can about the nuances of agriculture in Australia in each industry. Do you have a farming background or how did you find yourself so interested in agriculture? Uh, No farming background. Funnily, both my brother and I do study in agriculture. I think we both would lend it back to our agricultural program at school at Barker College in Sydney. Uh, We they don't even have an ag plot themselves. Um, but the, the new head of agriculture there, Scott Graham, um, he started to approach agriculture as a really broad spectrum. So you're looking at not only just the traditional look of farming, but also how it looks throughout the supply chain to get to the end consumer and encompassing all the auxiliary industries and all, everything that we have there. Um, so I think in an urban environment, that's really what draws uh, people into agriculture, the connection they can have with their food. AgriFuture's future young leader, Matthew Neverson, telling me about the influence his high school ag teacher had on his career choices. Another young leader that took the stage at Evoke Ag was Nan Nguyen, who grew up in Vietnam and now lives in Sydney. She's always loved science and its practical applications, and now she's putting that passion to good use. Here's part of her presentation. Um, I engineered a closed cycle system in which crop byproducts such as bamboo or corn cob are firstly recycled into a multi-purpose biochar. I then use this biochar to uh, filter livestock wastewater heavy in nutrients before reapplying the filters as crop fertilisers. So this is a closed cycle system of um, recycling, filtration and fertilisation. Essentially, biochar is acting as a medium, transferring nutrients from where they are harmful in the wastewater to where they are valuable in the soil. 
um, as the biochar fertilizers help grow plants who become, uh, whose waste has become the next generation of biochar, this is a self-sustaining process. And by, um, through a year and a half of testing and experimentation, I optimized the filtration conditions to maximize bamboo biochar's removal of nutrients. So through this optimization process, um, up to 45.6% of nutrient content in wastewater was removed, um, with the effluent meeting Australian standards. This is quite a significant amount, considering this is without any chemical modifications of the biochar that are often expensive and not financially viable. And this is just through simply optimising the filtration setup. Um, bamboo biochar also improved plants, uh, plant growth um, compared to the control plants and notably um, in comparison to the commercial fertiliser trialled corn cob biochar fertiliser improved plant growth more than the, com uh, control, um, the commercial fertiliser. So the benefits of this model extend beyond how it's a sustainable and effective way to filter and fertilise. Um, due to farmers being able to independently source their own biochar from their plant wastes, um, it, it is also economical for um, use. Economic analysis estimate that after around seven months, the net running costs of the system begin to decrease and farmers begin to receive an economic gain of around $2, meter, uh, $2 per metre squared of wastewater treated. I sat down with Na Nguyen after her presentation to reflect on the future of agriculture and what's exciting to her in the sector. I think it's quite bright due to um, a lot of innovative new technologies and scientific research that is being come, um, that's coming out and I think this would, um, for example, um, new technologies such as biochar water filters may provide um, methods for farmers to address their water pollution and I think by harnessing science and combining this with agriculture, we can pave ways for more sustainable food production for the future. So you're just about to go into university here in Australia from Vietnam and studying science. What drew you to that field and to study it here in Australia? Well, I th I've always been interested in science and turning into a more... Uh, and its practical applications. And um, I, I saw how science could help um, solve problems. So basically I, I was inspired mainly for, to undertake science after going back to my home country of Vietnam and just seeing as I travel through the countryside piles of um, coconut husks and plant matter, plant wastes from crops being burnt and at the same time water pollution in lakes. So um, going there and discussing with some universities there I found that we could potentially address these issues through science and um, modifying these plant matter into biochar water filters. So I was inspired basically to take up science because discussing with people and sharing ideas saw, uh, showed me how science could be applied practically in agriculture. And it seems like you're really approaching things with the view of future sustainability. Is that something that, uh, what does that mean to you um, for the future, focusing on sustainability? I think uh, future sustainability ensure, um, means that we can preserve our environment in the best way possible while still um, producing enough to feed our growing population. And one of the main challenges facing um, this uh, issue is our waste, um, because whilst we're producing more crops and um, more livestock, we have the wastewater, we have the things we don't want from the crops, such as corn cob. and 
this contributes environmental pollution so we need to address this to ensure that we can continue to produce for our population but also ensure that we are not harming our environment more than possible. Um, the AgriFutures Future Young Leaders program has brought you here to Evoke Ag. What drew you to um, applying for this program and what are you hoping to get out of the next two days? Yeah, so um, I, I really wanted to come to Evoke because I think it's just a great hub of ideas and just seeing all the diverse areas that people are striving forward to ensure that our agricultural industry remains thriving and also um, can work towards a more sustainable and productive future to support our economy. And I think Evoke is such a good uh, way to um, meet new people and see how everyone is collaborating towards a common goal, though in their different manners. And, uh, you know, we've said sustainability is a focus for you. Uh, innovation, sustainability, you know, the future of ag is something that's been explored here today. What are some of the challenges that, that you think we've got, to, um, we've got to really find the answers to? Um, I think a challenge maybe um, to... Ensure, to ensure that we are not um, confining our science or our innovation in agriculture just to our nation, ensure that we're sharing this throughout the world and this would be a mutually beneficial um, um, manner to move forward our agricultural industries by sharing our um, te scientific technology such as through to developing nations and uh, we can test and trial it in the, their countries as well and this would allow us to optimise such science systems within our own nation for a more productive use worldwide so a challenge I think is just encouraging um, universities um, our government and um, industry partners to really look beyond Australia and um, test their ideas internationally and this would allow us to improve our systems locally as well. This has been another Cahoots Radio production for AgriFutures at the first Evoke Ag event in Melbourne. Evoke Ag 2020 will be held again at the Royal Exhibition Building in Melbourne on the 18th and 19th of February. Get that in your diary and for more information, evokeag.com.